Welcome to Robot Party Week, episode 31. Ready Player One. I believe this is a listener request episode, isn't it? It is. It's our first. Our first. Our listener, John, requested it. Thanks. So good, good suggestion by him. There you go. Not the first time we've done a book, though. No. We did Ringworld and uh, The Martian, if you've been around that long. In which case, apologies to you. <laughs> that one's gone. <laughs> Pruned. Anyway. So yeah, Ready Player One. I actually just reread it. I had read it several years ago when it first came out around about then. Likewise. Um, I really liked it. So I was happy to read it again. Because um, I was finding myself not remembering a lot of the plot. Mm-hmm. It was an enjoyable fast read. Yeah, so I just kind of binge read it over the past couple of days happily, eating my frozen pizzas and <laughs> reading Ready Player One, <laughs> Rush in the background. Oh, yeah. Well, at least you had food <laughs> that wasn't like uh, fake food from like the food shortage or whatever. Yeah, so the setup is that uh, it's in the future. In 2045. The- you know, the earth is super poor and the main character Wade lives in a trailer, but not only does he live in a trailer, in the trailer park, it's a trailer that's stacked up. On top of other trailers. So there's like, he lives on the 22nd trailer in this huge like, stack. With a bunch of other people. Yeah, apparently. which sounds odd. There's like 15 people in his trailer. But they still have money for video games. <laughs> well, that's because um, the, like the internet then is called Oasis. Yeah. And the... The guy who kind of invented it, like, made it free. Because he was crazy. Because he wanted people to, like, play his games and stuff. Only an eccentric billionaire would give things away for free. I mean, you can, it sounds like it's kind of a freemium setup. Yeah, it does Like, you can buy to level up faster. Because in the game, it's kind of, so in the Oasis uh, internet type thing, you have a character... Which is kind of similar to like D and D, and you like level up and get experience points, and you can do little quests. And the uh, Oasis is set up like uh, different sections of it have different themes from books and movies and whatnot. So you can go to the Lord of the Rings world, or you can go to the Star Trek universe world, or you can go to you know other shows. It's all Firefly. They had a Firefly one. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I got irritated by the uh, Firefly reference because I think perhaps as covered in the past, I'm not really much of a Firefly fan and it felt shoehorned. I remember like at the time I maybe was like more irritated by Firefly, but like I don't really care anymore because it's like so long ago. I just remembered it seemed really incongruent and they even like managed to point it out. They were like, he was really a big fan of everything from the 80s, but he really felt like Firefly felt like it was from the 80s, which it totally didn't. It felt like exactly what it was, a turn of the century, like CW, like third rate sci-fi show, except it didn't didn't, (laughs) didn't have, uh, ah, fuck, who's that crazy Christian guy? That was in like uh, Xena or Hercules or something. Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, it was like like the only thing it was. Yeah, he like he made that like God's Not Dead movie where he basically like said like atheists are the worst people. I wanted to see that. He says a lot of like uh, that was Kevin. He's like super right wingy. Yeah, Uh, I never watched 
any of those shows that he was in. Well, neither did I. I don't know if anybody did, but they were on way longer than Firefly, and none of those got wedged into this book. <laughs> although, <laughs> although, what I will say is uh, that upon restudying the book, there's a ton of stuff that's kind of like referenced that is definitely not 80s, so... Yeah, I mean, there's in just retrospect, a lot of references. I think at the time I was just particularly annoyed with Firefly, so... So the creator of the anyway. Oasis, James Halliday, he dies and he has a billion dollar fortune that he wants to give away. And instead of just giving it away, he creates a game, a game of riddles that you have to solve a to game win the of prize. Old games. And it's all the the challenges and riddles are based on all his favorite movies, video games, music, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Which I was thinking about it, and like this is the perfect set up for like a a really obsessive person you know how now like with Mm. fandoms like you're like i really like star wars i just want to think about star wars all the time yeah but you kind of have to be like no that's a waste (laughs) of time like (laughs) i have to cook food for my family i have to (laughs) focus on other things i can't just think about star wars 24 7 but if someone's like hey you can get $10 billion. All you have to do is solve this Star Wars themed riddle and do this Star Wars game. Like, that's awesome. To hell with my starving family and full litter box. Yeah, you can just study Star Wars all the time and then go on your quest. So that's basically what... (laughs) Well, right, because this is what throws everybody into like an 80s hysteria. Yeah. Is the prospect of finding this egg that would give you access to the Oasis fortune. And not just that, but control of the Oasis, which is like a pretty big whoop. Because this is like the whole world basically operates in here because Earth sucks. School is held in here. Like people meet up in here. Like social occasions are here. Like you can't afford to have a fancy soiree in your stacked up trailer where people are getting shot all the time. You can have some fabulous disco with crazy lights and impossible stuff happening in the Oasis. So yeah, why wouldn't you want to control that or to be lifted out of poverty? You could probably get an extra fancy Oasis headset. Yeah, and if you're in school, they give you one. Free Oasis Mm -hmm. headset. It's like a virtual reality thing Like an Obama phone. Obama phone. I never got mine. (laughs) Still waiting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like clicked on some ad today. It was like totally free phone, freedom phone. I was like, freedom hey, phone. hey, all right. Hey, hey. <laughs> is that why my computer's running so slow today? <laughs> uh, I clicked on it on my work computer. Uh, that was just a joke. Oh. I was wondering what all those overdrafts to uh, like various shell sounding companies so in my no bank one, account were. No one tell uh, my work that I clicked on an ad. Your whole work is going out of business tomorrow <laughs> because... <laughs> <laughs> it's now infected with software that's making purchases of Freedom Phones. <laughs> You're going to get a whole stack of like 2003 Nokia sliders. Sweet. By the way, could you give me one? <laughs> hey, speaking of dumb nostalgia, that is exactly what is being released by uh, whoever bought Nokia. They're totally releasing like the 2003 like Nokia stick phone. The like small brick. Yeah. I forget what model it was. It was oh. one like everybody loved. I had one like everybody had What do one. you mean? So is it going to be like a smart It's a dumb one? phone. Oh. With a slightly expanded like color screen. 
but it's basically it's a dumb phone with limited it's like a 2g now can i still play snake on it yes you can play a uh, a color version of snake i remember sitting at lunch break from my at my temp job like playing snake on my phone for like 20 minutes i played many a snake game while waiting for takeout food to be ready yeah or I mean, like played snake at the bar I never did that. A couple times. I was too busy, like, fending off men. (laughs) Uh, I mean, me too. (laughs) Tons of people were trying to talk to me. (laughs) I I just was really focused on that whole snake game. Yeah. Yeah, so in the the book. Speaking of being focused on games, back to Ready Player One. (laughs) The first, so there's, like, three gates you have to pass through. There's three keys you have to get. And then after you get the key, you have to go through the gate. And there's, like, challenges and riddles. And now I believe this is a good opportunity for you to publicly apologize for not liking war games. Well, I was just going to bring that up. (laughs) The first one, after he gets the key, like, the challenge is he has to live role play the Matthew Broderick character in war games. And I had never seen War Games when I first read this. And I was like, I got to check this movie out. I bet it's really good. And so we, Seth and I watched it and I did not like it. I just want to go on the record that I could definitely do this challenge. I thought it was kind of boring. Because I have seen War Games like a hundred times. I don't think I could do that. Maybe like Jurassic Park I might be able to, but I don't uh, think I would be able to do that. I'm always messing up lines. Yeah. I don't think I'd be able to play a perfect game of Pac-Man either. I don't feel like any of the challenges are possible, in all honesty. Like all of these, like playing a perfect game of Pac-Man, playing like, ugh, what was, there was a middle one. Like Black Tiger? Yeah, which I don't even think I've ever played. I'd never heard of that. Uh, Yeah, there was a few. And like Tempest. I mean, like I love Tempest. Tempest is awesome. If I had to just play that like out of the blue, like what if you'd never, I mean, I guess everybody's been studying the 80s and that was like a pretty, like maybe they would have like played all these games, but like, I don't know, like how long do you play? And like tons of Joust. Joust is what I couldn't think of. Like I I love Joust too, but I don't know, like how much Joust do you even play in that you're like super like i know that the higher staff wins or whatever the um poker joust stick joust stick james halliday the oasis creator yes whose uh, avatar's name was anorak Mm -hmm. he had like a a bible that he kind of wrote about himself and i think he listed all his favorite games which were the ones people practice the most oh yeah like i totally get that but so this has been five years i don't know i guess in five years you could become an um, expert on I think this Bible played, stuff. I mean, I got really good at Snake. <laughs> Back to Snake. Well, so, you I know what? At you... the at Timeline, this this is an arcade near us. It's like hourly arcade. It's like a thing that's sort of lots of places now, I guess, hourly arcades. I actually got pretty far in Joust, just not having to put quarters in. Hit a guy. Yeah, I think give me another ostrich. For a couple hours a night for like a month, you'd probably be really really good at it. That's true. Especially because they were, you know, the main character Wade was saying there's like tricks. There's like kind of cheats and things that you can like figure out and do. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So war games. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. The other movie they had a chance to to reenact war games. He had to live role play Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That would be hard too. I I think think I'd do I mean, I like that movie, so I actually as opposed to war games. 
I have a funny story about Monty Python and the Holy Grail. When I was like, I don't know, eight or 10, it was the first time I saw Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And I was aware of Monty Python and I was home from school, like sick with, I don't know, like something, some sort of stomach virus. And I was watching it and like halfway through, I went and threw up like a lot, like a really bad barf. And like, I was afraid to watch the movie for years after that because I I was afraid I'd barf if I watched it or something. I don't, I just remember the like super bad association I had with it. The same thing happened to me one time when I had an omelet. I didn't want to eat omelets for like a decade. Yeah. I think that's the, that's a reasonable reaction. Like when you, if you're like eating a food and you get sick, but I just think it's funny that like I got sick while watching a movie and then I was like, not watching that movie again. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen it since without any regurgitation in case anyone was worried about that. (laughs) I'm going to watch that with you and like slip something in your drink. (laughs) What the hell? Syrup of (laughs) (laughs) Ipecac. You'll go back to like the 50s and buy some. I think you can still buy that. I think you can actually. Don't they tell it like isn't that supposed to be in like your first aid kit or something? Uh, I don't know. You'd think I would know. I think actually like you're not supposed to induce vomiting for like anything. Yeah, anymore. they do say that like on every safety data sheet I've looked at. Yeah, because if it's like that bad, they can you can just get your stomach pumped or yeah. activated charcoal or something. Mm. Drink the inside of your Brita filter. Just eat your Brita filter innards. <laughs> so, Parzival got the uh, got the first key and uh, met a girl maybe. Yes, maybe girl. Maybe a girl. Because you don't know, which he pointed out. He's like, you could be like an old dude living in your mom's basement. And she's like, so could you. <laughs> oh, it looks like we're just going to... It's a Mexican standoff of avatars. <laughs> so she was pretty equally... Uh, she was like right on his tail. And then Parzival's friend H was also kind of neck and neck with them in yeah. the challenges. And then there was also an evil corporation... Yes. That was trying to win the uh, challenge so they could get the Oasis. Yeah, it was like a company. And then they were going to start charging. All their toadies were just out there. Although that would be like a pretty sweet job. Like it seems like the economy is not real great here in the future. If you can get a job like studying this uh, 80s Bible in order to win this game, like that's a gig for, you know, a few years. Yeah, and like you get, I guess you might get like a share of something. Probably. Well, and that was actually really interesting because they had something called corporate indentureship. So if you like went into debt, you would be kind of put into jail at the IOI corporation. Yeah, debtor's prison. Where you would be assigned a little bunk and you would just have to work your debt off. I thought that was a cool concept. Our hero, Parzival, actually, at the end, he was trying to figure out how he could get into the the third gate because the... IOI, the Sixers, that's what they were called, had a fortress stronghold around it. He's like, I don't know how to get in. So he's like, I know. I'll become an indentured corporation (laughs) and break through from the inside, which he proceeded to do, which I thought was a cool twist. What a twist. Unexpected. little change of pace in the story, too, from him just being in the Oasis to him being in like the corporate kind of... I will say setting. that while the Oasis was a very interesting concept, everything in it was just wall-to-wall references. Mm-hmm. Everything was derivative inside Oasis. Like, it wasn't like there was 
original Oasis content. Everything was like, it's the Blade Runner world. It's the Star Wars world, which is cool and believable. But uh, it was interesting to like see the actual. Well, I thought he did a good job with the the story building of the actual world. Yeah, like I thought it was. Oh yeah, really cool concepts. Although one thing that kind of irked me was at the end we it was revealed that H Parzival's best friend was actually like a gay black girl, Mm -hmm. and she got kicked out when she was eighteen because she was gay. Mm -hmm. And I was like, really, twenty forty four. Yeah. I was like, people getting kicked out. I don't know. I just It's hard to say. I mean, maybe, but... You never know. I guess that could be part of the decline of civilization, too. I guess uh, there's all sorts of social problems, aside from lots of, like, murder and stacked up... Who started stacking up trailers? <laughs> no, I don't think <laughs> like, you hey really guys, could do that. Hey, guys, you know what you should do. Unless they had, like... You know when you go to Ikea or some restaurant where you have trays... And then you like slide the trays into like a stack. Well, they were like kind of assembled in like girders or something. They must have like the tray slide things. So you could slide the Just slide your trailer, trailer in into. Just lift it up with magic. Yeah, like a crane. Rope. <laughs> Pulley system. Some kind of fulcrum. Yeah. <laughs> Some sort of simple machine. Fifth grade science class. I actually did a report on fulcrums in fifth grade. I'm going to make you listen to it. I'm sure my mom will send it to me any time now. Fulcrums. Fulcrums. So he's outwitting these dudes, and it gets kind of like, there's like some real world like attempted murder going on. Attempted murder and actual murder. Didn't they like bomb his... They so he the stacks where the he lived or something. Sixers were sending him. emails out to all the top five people on the because there was a scoreboard of who was in the lead. Yeah, yeah, they were they were keen to try to. You so Parzival answers them. their email and they their leader Sorrento talks to him and he's offering him like, look, come work for us, help us find the egg, we'll give you five million dollars, and he's like, no way. He's like, all right, come work for us, you know, just uh you know, help us a little bit for like a couple days and, you know, we'll give you a hundred grand. No. Then they're like, all right, well, we're going to kill you in your trailer (laughs) right now unless you help us. no money at all. And we're not going to give you any money. And he's like, you're bluffing. And he actually wasn't in the trailer at the time. Right. So. Yeah, he was like at his offsite. He signed out and they blew up his trailer. Yeah, they probably killed like hundreds of people. Yeah, they killed his, his aunt, his his friend, um, Mrs. Gibson or something. Like the lady the nice from old the eighties. Yeah. No. And then two of the other high scores, uh, Shoto and Daito, one of them was killed as well. They like went to his house and threw him out his apartment window. Yeah. See, here's where the the book would have ended because I would have been like, oh yeah. I'll take your five million. <laughs> like five million dollars. You've got it. Well, then Parzival was like, no. He's like, I want your job. I want you fired. And I want 10 billion and some crazy amount of money. And they're he, like, the guy had to call his boss. And he's like, they said yes. And then he's like, nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Parzival like found a tattered copy of the art of the deal and like decided to try to like negotiate. <laughs> wow. Maybe I should read that. <laughs> that could be my next 
book on tape I listen to and then my like commute. <laughs> like swerve off a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's probably terrible. Oh, wait, is that the Donald Trump book? There goes my joke. Oh, I thought it was like, <laughs> I don't know. I should have caught that well sooner. If it makes you feel any better, he didn't write it. So <sighs> he's just on the cover. And if it's an audio book, like they don't even have covers. It's just they a don't. bunch of... They just, just a bunch of the cover just to a you. bunch of ones and zeros about two hours the, of the audio cover is the des- description <laughs> of the cover there's a light taupe outline filled with a dusty orange shape wow that's really funny Seth. <laughs> i should probably just get a nice snoring sound effect and plug that in instead <laughs> <laughs> I should get a laugh sound effect too. Why don't you just get like a sound effect co-host? <laughs> this is going to be a sound effect cast. <laughs> our new podcast that's just you know, sound it effects. It could be that now. It, it could be because, you know, between here and there, it's going to get edited by me. Who could just, this could be wall to wall, like boing sounds <laughs> and like, horns <laughs> a variety of slide whistles and like uh like tom drums and like kittens meowing Dong. <laughs> and a party horn no no no, no. <laughs> like a toilet flushing <laughs> like a clip from like a hey remember when video? we had that conversation about ending your stories one sentence earlier <laughs> thanks leela <laughs> so it goes on to the next challenge, the final challenge, where he had to play Tempest. Oh, we've kind of already talked about this because <laughs> I got excited about Tempest. Yeah, and he had to do the Holy Grail. He has to play Tempest and reenact the Holy Grail. See here, well, not just here, but mostly everywhere throughout this whole book. Every time they talk about like one of these things, like it happens like kind of fast in the book. So this is going to be a movie next year. Uh, 2018, directed by Steven Spielberg, apparently. I guess we'll see how much, like, makes it into the movie from the book, just because it is so packed with, like, visual references. Like, he's talking about people flying around in, like, X-Wings, the DeLorean from Back to the Future, and it, it it just keeps going. Like, every visual in Oasis is, like, something from the 80s. Everybody's obsessed with all this stuff from the 80s. They're playing you know, big name video games, referencing big name movies. Listening to Rush. Yeah, t- yeah, like music's probably the easiest part of this. So many different properties. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how that translates yeah, to the point. screen. And I think like they're definitely going to have to do something with these challenges because I don't know. I don't know. I'm, sure, I'm not like a movie writer, so I'm sure someone else knows how to do this. But <laughs> it's like, how do you... Like you're clearly not going to show the whole reenactment of war games. Like maybe you, maybe like you guys have to reenact war games, and then like it's the last scene, and it's like interesting game. The only way to win is not to play. And then he gets the key. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what's what what Whopper figured out. Yeah, I I know. <sighs> I remember. That's why you don't start nuking each other. Exactly. Because um, the only way to win is not to play. I'm pointing at David right now while I'm saying this. You know, I think someone had a like lottery t-shirt that said that in high school and I never got it. <laughs> That's kind of funny. 
Yeah, I read that Steven Spielberg's like removing all references to his movies from it. Really? Yeah. Oh, see, now that's bizarre. You'd think those would be the easy ones to get. <laughs> the guy that directing it. Oh, yeah, sure. Although I can't remember what Steven Spielberg movies they referenced. I mean, maybe like E.T. Was that Steven Spielberg? I don't even remember. I actually looked up the like a list. If you if you can Google up a list of the references in this book, it is, it's like hundreds of pop culture references. Nice. Did you know that Will Wheaton did the... The audio book. Yeah. yeah, I read the audio book. So I read the Kindle version. And, okay. you know, on Kindle, like, there's the underlined passages. and stuff. There was, like, one sentence that just mentioned Will Wheaton, and it was underlined. <laughs> like, the popular Under- passage. Underlined by Will Wheaton. <laughs> I actually turned that off. I found it too distracting. Um, It doesn't bother me, but sometimes when I, like, touch it, it, like, highlights it, but I'm trying to turn the page, and that makes me mad. I don't know. I didn't like the underlining. Unless I would maybe like studying a book or something like that. Well, it's not, it's, it's the people have highlighted that the most. Yeah, I know. I just find the underlining uh, to be distracting. Yeah. They were like talking about the, the Oasis committee and it's like, Will Wheaton, that old geezer is doing a great job with it. And some other guy, I didn't know, Corey something. Corey Feldman? No. Hame. No, a different Corey. What? There are no other Corey. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember which Corey it was either. I thought it was one of those. No, it was someone, it was someone I didn't know. I was yeah. like, that must be some kind of similar type Will Wheaton person. It's possible. I like that Will Wheaton. <laughs> Welcome to Will Wheaton cast. <laughs> <laughs> the fan podcast about Will Wheaton has actually been a long con. Uh, if you go back through every episode, uh, each one of them somehow ties into Will Wheaton. You just have to find it. It's part of a secret game. Yeah, the winner gets uh, nothing. Some business cards. <laughs> you don't get crap. <laughs> the winner wins as many free podcast downloads as they have room for on their device. An unlimited streaming. In a way, we're all winners. Because that's, that's yeah. where you get podcasts. I, podcasts are great. Really great. (laughs) (laughs) Deva, you're fired. (laughs) You can't fire me. I quit. Sweet. Oh. Welcome to Will Wheaton Cast. I'm your host, Seth. I was quitting to start my own Will Wheaton Cast. (laughs) Well, you call it Will Cast or Wheat Cast. (laughs) Wheat Cast. Do you think like gluten intolerant people can't hang around him? (laughs) (laughs) or like he's like i stopped eating gluten i'm now will wheat out (laughs) she's getting better you think if uh he's stored improperly over the winter and then people hang out with him they hallucinate later from the mold isn't that from uh rye don't correct me (laughs) i knew you were gonna do this (laughs) just trying to make a dumb joke you need to talk about the correct type of wheat. <laughs> I don't think rye is technically... A, is that a wheat or it's a different type of grass? Uh, All right, I'll sell that on my <laughs> farming podcast. <laughs> yeah, check that on the farming podcast. There's some sort of edible grass that we make uh, food out of. <laughs> so there, there you go. I mean, I really loved the hundreds of pop culture references. I thought it was like the perfect way... 
to incorporate them and just talk about stuff you like so yeah i mean it, it really yeah it's I mean, totally the stuff i didn't know what it was you know i didn't play a lot of video games in the 80s so i was like i don't know what tempest is well, I but i still like it the ideal person for this and i don't i should have i didn't think to look up how old ernest klein is but uh I think he's like was born in the seventies. I was gonna say somebody born sometime in the seventies, like mid seventies, is probably like the audience for this book because I got mostly everything, and I have like a I have like a nostalgic haze for most of this. Like I was born in nineteen eighty, so like all of this stuff was familiar through like older cousins or something. Like my one cousin had an Atari. We had an Intellivision, which I think. Might have been around. It was like a contemporary, but it was like less popular. Was that a video game system? Yeah, yeah. And like Frogger and Tron and uh, like some sub game. Wait, was Tron the movie based on Tron the video game? No, I this was a really lousy video game based on the movie. Oh. I think the movie was an original property. I don't think that's from anything. I was going to say, I don't think there were. That was in the era. I wonder what the first movie based on a video game was be interesting to think about because that mm. was probably when that happened everyone was like what a weird stupid idea or maybe... <laughs> uh, how could we even make a movie on a video game yeah uh well there was super mario brothers <laughs> there yeah. was which was terrible there was uh the one with that kid that was in everything with the power glove in the movie and they had to go to the video game tournament at the end yeah, but that wasn't based on a video game yeah, it was based around video games. Oh, I love that movie. I used to watch that all the time. What movie am the I Wiz? thinking of? The Wiz. And who's that stupid kid? You mean Fred Savage? Thank you. <laughs> I couldn't think of his name. <laughs> Sorry, don't don't send uh, hitmen to my house. <laughs> oh man, that was the best movie, and that was the that was when they revealed Super Mario Brothers three to the public. Yeah. I yeah. guess maybe I don't know. It was like the first time you saw it. It's not it the was... Wiz. It's the Wizard. Yeah, you're right. The, the Wiz, Wiz is, the... is the Wizard of Oz thing with Michael Jackson. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> we know what we're talking about. <laughs> don't act like we don't. Right. So There's that... actually a very funny episode of the We Hate Movies podcast about the wizard. Oh, really? Just as a as a reference. Huh. So when you're done with this, you could go listen to that. That's a good question. We, we could ask each other in a circle for a while or <laughs> we'll revisit that next time. But like, I, I just imagine that was a novel idea when they first did it. Oh, yeah. Like, Someone's like, and oh. I'm sure like half the people were like, this is stupid. Why don't we make a movie out of this? Remember? Or not remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Probably the first time they made a movie out of a book, like in the 20s or something. Uh-huh. You're going to make a movie out of a book. That's a stupid idea, kid. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah i think with this bathtub that's usually still. about that's probably right more than it's wrong frankly <laughs> <laughs> like you're gonna make a movie out of a book that's a dumb idea now here dance the charleston <laughs> dance the charleston <laughs> speaking of movies that uh weren't books and people making movies that bought the rights to books that they should make movies of instead of the movies they keep making uh Alien Covenant we talked about, the four-minute oh, like, yeah, prologue thing last time. And then since then, uh, the like second teaser trailer came out. Possible spoilers if you're avoiding everything about this. My thought that it's like they need to kill off most of those characters in the first act. 
that could be happening. <laughs> it's like a trailer where like everybody's getting killed. Yeah. So I'm crossing my fingers. The uh, just the robot. The first and the alien. The four minute trailer for that, which we I had just watched the first time when you showed me. Mm-hmm. Man, I felt so tense during that four minutes. <laughs> I yeah, there, that's tense. right. That moment was super stressful, and then you're like, oh. Well, then I was like, that they're gonna fit. It's gonna be a fake out. Something's gonna like. I was like, I almost had to. Uh, I was like super stressed. Yeah, well, I was I was at first incredulous. I was like, really? They're doing this? And then it was like a joke. And I was like, oh, look at that fan service. <laughs> you know what I was thinking? Chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. Do you think the actors that were in Alien watched this trailer like, oh, it's like the iconic movie we were in? Or do you think they're like, mm. whatever? I usually assume most actors are kind of whatever. Like, I'm like, like, what like, does Tom Skerritt think? Tom Skerritt's probably not obsessed with Alien. <laughs> like he probably he's probably never like spent hours making like a, he probably a watched it like once and now he's yeah like, what? he saw it at, like the premiere and like people probably like mention it now and then and he's like yep and he like looks at yep. the book and he's like yep i was in that movie like you give a shit about some job you did like 35 years ago <laughs> like remember how good you folded those shirts at that shop you worked at in high school i wish someone would say that to me <laughs> <laughs> you're like what i don't even remember i had like a security question like one of these like you know two or three step security things and it was like what was your first job and i was like what was my first job <laughs> <laughs> i had to like think about it i was like which one was it like which of the like three menial jobs that immediately went, came to mind <laughs> was the first one like i don't know that was that wasn't even as long ago as Alien was, you know? That was like the middle 90s. My first job was Alien. <laughs> maybe you could. <laughs> I should just start writing that. Or maybe I won't. Oh, shit. I just said it. Now everyone knows. 1077, your... just like my PIN number. <laughs> Such. <laughs> so much like uh, Ready Player One is nothing but 80s references, uh, Robot Party Week is actually nothing but Futurama references. <laughs> I gotta like rewatch Futurama. It's been a while. <laughs> we're actually gonna at episode, freshen up some quotes from it. Episode fifty one. We're gonna convert over to a completely Futurama podcast. Look, <laughs> I thought it was gonna be Will Wheaton or like a farming podcast. We, <laughs> we gotta focus here. Yeah, you have to pick one type of podcast to transform. Wheatcast. <laughs> we just start making ten different ones. Um, Wheatcast. Futurama. I have to wash my hair that day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you said you had to wash your hair. <laughs> so Parzival does manage his way through the final challenge, much like we are managing our way through this episode of the podcast. Uh, and wins after all of his friends got killed. But yeah, and he had an extra life. He had an extra life, which he thought was just a useless token. From the perfect game of Pac-Man, he got this quarter. Mm-hmm. in his inventory he's like what's this dumbass quarter do which is kind of my reaction to like anything in any video game inventory because like i'm like what's this even do i'm old which button do i push <laughs> where's the funnies <laughs> <laughs> why don't things cost the same amount that they used to <laughs> why are video games hard where do i blow <laughs> What? <laughs> On the video game cartridge. <laughs> I thought there was like a alcohol test involved. 
<laughs> you must be at least this drunk to play the video game. <laughs> Why do I have to be drunk to play the game? I think I'm going to give you an alcohol test. This dystopia is stupid. <laughs> well, he had an extra life, and it pro- he got to bring back all of his buddies because he got control of the Oasis. Yeah, and I think when he got the quarter, he's like, oh, I probably should run some spells on this to see what it is, but that would take a while, and uh, I got to go. Because he was like in the middle of trying to clear the second gate. So. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty big whoop. He's like, I better keep just keep on trucking. So, what were your uh, favorite references, you know, in the uh, Ready Player One book? Um, I liked. Well, I mean, even though I didn't like the movie War Games, I really liked that scene because it was yeah. like he was kind of like, "What? Like, what's going on?" And he like did the scene. And it was super fun. Oh, that's right. He didn't. Rem- he didn't like. He had to figure out yeah, he what figure he was out supposed he was... to do. He's like, oh, shit, I'm role-playing Matthew Broderick in War Games. Yeah, so that was cool. He like looked in the mirror, and he saw Matthew Broderick, oh. and like someone read the line to him. And Just he, like in my dreams. He like replied. Some, he's like, what? And it's like minus 100 points, incorrect line. So I just thought that was fun. That's cool. What about you? Uh, the Firefly ship? Yeah, actually, I was really excited when somebody shoehorned the Firefly ship into yet another thing it doesn't belong in. Now, uh, <laughs> man, there goes there Parzival's go, character had a Jane hat on the whole time. <sighs> okay, what's your favorite part? <laughs> I'm trying to exasperated sigh as hard as possible. My- Remember we had that conversation about ending your exasperated sighs a sentence earlier? <laughs> exasperated sigh earlier. I appreciated the zork references even though zork is sort of a stupid game (laughs) have you ever played zork no i have all of the zorks on my computer somewhere and there it's like a text-based game and it's it's like fun but it's also kind of stupid like people think it's great because it's just nostalgia that's like making you think zork is great like if you're hearing this and you're like well zork's great i dare you to like go download it from the internet somewhere. I dare you. I dare, I double dog dare you. And I want to know how long you have fun playing it. <laughs> it is not, it was probably really rad. Like when it came out, cause there was like, that was novel and it is, it's kind of fun, but whatever. Uh, I thought the Zork, cause there's, I got it and I was like, Whoa. And that, uh, I think that was like, I missed the boat on Zork. I didn't know what Zork was until like many moons later, like the, like internet, culture in the aughts like i learned of zork so uh joust i thought all the joust stuff was cool because i love joust joust is like the quintessential 80s game to me because the pizza place that was near my parents house when i was growing up had a joust game they had like one arcade game like beside the pizza counter and it was joust and every time we would get pizza while we would wait for the pizza i would play joust i've never played joust Although that sounds fun. Yeah, so that's I'm like so fond of Joust. Were it you, kind of encapsulates eighties video were games. Were you super for me. hungry while you were waiting for the pizza and playing Joust? I was so focused on playing wow. Joust. That's cool. The higher Lance wins. I couldn't think of the word Lance earlier. <laughs> Lance. I just wanted to vindicate myself there. <laughs> and know the what sound game? like the sounds are very like that those like kind of harsh video game sounds and i know that like joust isn't like a first wave video game but it's, you know what like game a... i wish yeah. i'd been in there hmm. the bubble bubble bobble yeah 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 bubble bobble remember we played that a couple years ago that is a fun game we it was on like the wii 
for some we had like well the, Ninte games. the nintendo marketplace you yeah yeah like the, the classic downloads. so we played through like most of that that's that was like 88 87 something like that yeah that was fun so that's a real 80s game you could reference that instead of the matrix <laughs> although, <laughs> or although, in addition to that's true although i think a matrix reference is apt considering the uh like you're in a virtual world yeah in a dystopic well i'm surprised they didn't world. just go full matrix and like put people's bodies in pods all the time since they were just in the oasis i think the maybe by the time this book was written someone had figured out that uh the premise of the human battery is flawed because you put out less energy than you take in. <laughs> well, I mean, we would be using less energy if we were in some kind of suspended state and we would be like moving around, eating food. And... No, I think that's been, I think that was disproven. I think someone did the math. I'm on not that. saying that they would be using people as batteries. I'm saying oh. you would oh, you'd just be like personally, a, if I just sit like here and do nothing. Couch. Yeah. I'm using less resources than. Well, like, I think that uh, was like part of it. Like, bodybuilder eat as much and just like kind of laid around. Yeah. and played the oasis. Just kind of depressing to think about. Yeah, it's kind of depressing when you think about it. And Definitely makes you not want to get the PlayStation VR helmet. <laughs> well, that's like uh, Parzival was like, oh, he moved to Columbus, which was where the uh, oasis was headquartered. I think, or mm -hmm. no, maybe it was the the IOI, the evil corporation. So he moved to Columbus and he was like in this apartment and he, he didn't leave the apartment for like six months. He like did everything. Oh, yeah, in the that's apartment. right. Yeah, and then he all... finally left and he's like, I haven't left the apartment in six months. Ugh. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. Probably smelled good in there. Ugh. It smells like an unbathed person playing video games for six months. He did have a shower and he had like a little treadmill he'd run on. That's good. You need a. A treadmill and a shower every well, now Apparently, and then. he got kind of fat, and then he said that he needed to go on the treadmill. We had the like treadmill to power the helmet in his little yeah, hideout, his, his or hideout little not beginning. a treadmill, a little pedal power thing. And then he got special low calorie food delivered to his apartment, and he lost the weight. And I'm like, I want to get special low calorie food <laughs> delivered that's like tracked, and like I can't eat what I don't order. There you go. You could be sequestered in an apartment somewhere playing video games for six months. I don't really like video games. Well, I mean, I like video games. So I'm <laughs> super picky about them, so I don't think I could do that. You just have to play uh, Super Mario Galaxy over and over again. I want to play a new one, and there aren't any new ones. Someone will make, like, Portal 3, and you could do yeah, that. Yeah, you could do that. For, but that would take Except me, like, three days. It would only take you, like, a couple days. <laughs> so that'll be uh, interesting to I'm see that. I'm excited to see that translated to i think that'll be fun the big screen super fun especially yeah. like when the, the joust oh wait that wasn't he did play the video game never mind because it, it was kind of like a D, D dungeon type area yeah and he yeah there was a lot of met D &D the monster and then uh -huh. him and the monster had to play joust against each other that'd be pretty cool yeah i think i'll write a D, &D module which, which is basically just a ripoff of ready player one and if anybody tries to sue me, I'll be like, it's in a Dungeons and Dragons world where everything references Ready Player One because the dungeon master who wrote it is a huge fan of Ernest Cline. We could do, we could, you could write <laughs> that is, module and play it. This is fair use. <laughs> you could um, just ha do that with our friends and they'd be like, this is brilliant, Seth. So good. And you'll be like, I'll <laughs> <laughs> just have to check first. I'll be like, has anyone here read Ready Player One? And they'll be like, what's a book? I'll be like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Roll your dice, gentlemen <laughs> and lady. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm, lots of ladies play Dungeons and Dragons. That was kind of yeah. What the hell? That was a bit of a sexist joke to suggest that a, a group of D and D players would be a bunch of dudes and then one girl. <laughs> that would never. Now happen. that's an '80s attitude right there. <laughs> I'm a product of my time, Deva. <laughs> couple go-go reganauts like us uh well slick cool veneer of the 1980s speaking of the sleek shiny actually i'm not sure actually i really blew that transition too well speaking of dying from bonitis in front of everyone my only regret is that i have bonitis uh <laughs> if you'd like to uh share with us how much you love robot party week go pop over to itunes and leave us a review we'd really appreciate it you can like us on the facebook at robot party week you can tweet us with the hashtag robot pw and you can follow myself or deva on instagram at SethBot, that's S-E-T-H underscore B-O-T, or DayBot, D-A-E underscore B-O-T. And uh, DayBot. We'll, uh, we'll rock on out. Suggest an episode. Well, apparently we'll do it. <laughs> Just, uh, 100%. 100%. We have a 100% track record for, for show requests. So <laughs> get them in now before it's too late. And then we're like, no more requests. Or, you know... And just request something that's not really terrible, too. So that kind of helps. Request something we already like or uh, will want to like. And until next time. Later. Don't forget your extra life quarter. Week. <laughs>